welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Boy, I want to welcome everyone that is tuning in right now and uh, welcome some of our news stations that have come to, uh, come to the Dr. Pat Show. I want to welcome all of our folks in uh, the Boston area for tuning in. I want to thank our affiliate there. And, uh, wow, Benny, what an incredible week this has been, don't it, you think? It certainly has been flying by the seat of my pants. I know. <laughs> we have been just so connected, so busy bringing on incredible people talking about everything from sex to spirituality and bringing a powerful message to educate and inform all of our listeners. Today's show is very special to me. Um, and as this week is the week of September 11th, we've been doing a number of different shows on September 11th, but pretty much talking about the people that now are with us and some of the health issues that that these folks have and uh, and beyond. My guest today is uh, an individual that has experienced uh, this trauma firsthand, and he has come to us as the author of an incredible book, and we'll talk about that. Um, but more importantly, he brings a compassionate, compelling story for each and every one of us uh, years after 9-11. I'm talking about Lieutenant William Keegan. He is, first and foremost, an incredible individual that has a powerful story. But when you look at his journey, when you look at the 20 years that he has spent uh, at the port of, in, you know, in the Port Authority Police, you'll get a sense of what his story is about, how deep in the heart it goes, and how very clear he is about what his mission and passion is. Highly decorated lieutenant in the Special Operations Division, uh, and um, has been a firsthand part of the uh, the recovery teams, the rescue teams, and has been awarded the highest medal for WTC 9/11 assault. He has many other awards, uh, which we can talk about, uh, and you'll get a sense of. And, but more importantly. He is someone that has a powerful story and is not afraid to tell it. And today's show is about closure. Lieutenant, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Hello, Dr. Pat. Thank you for having me. I, I, I am so stunned by having another conversation with you here today and feeling as if, there's not much else we have learned, nor have we done, since the last time you and I have talked. And I wanted to get your sense of where you are and how you've been able to deal with this over these past years. 
an interesting uh it's been an inter- interesting year uh this year it's the first year that i have not uh, been personally involved in the ceremonies that went on in new york city uh-huh. and, um the first year that i had not uh, last year when the book uh, was released closure um i um was down at the site and i was meeting so many different people and um it was um it seemed like um you know, I was still very busy in all of the things and seeing so many of the people that I worked with. But this year, I stayed at home, and my kids went to school, and my wife went to work. And I sat home alone um, and turned off the TV and turned off the radio. I couldn't find a station that wasn't talking about it, that wasn't broadcasting the ceremony, that didn't have guests on that were talking about the Trade Center. And I had decided that I wasn't going to... Um, I wasn't going to expose myself this year and see how that was. be honest with you, um, I thought uh, going into September 11th this year, I thought I was uh, prepared. I thought I was separated from it because I hadn't been thinking about it that much. Uh, but it creeped up, and on September 10th, Monday, I met with some of the families uh, for dinner um, in Hoboken, New Jersey, and just seeing them and, and, and talking to them again and, and Seeing that they're still in pain, many of them who haven't recovered any remains, uh, it started coming back. And I woke up at 4.30 in the morning on September 11th and couldn't go back to sleep. And I had been grinding my teeth all night, and I had this tightness in my belly. And it was just a very weird day where I tried too hard um, to be upbeat um, with my kids in the morning, and I tried too hard to play with them when they came home. And I was trying to compensate for uh, this void uh, that I was feeling this year. And, you know, it doesn't get any easier. And if it doesn't get any easier for me, I could just imagine what it's like for the families. Um, it's bad enough if your loved one died and you received remains or some really close personal effects, but there are so many people who don't even have that and don't have those answers to those questions that they're going to have for the rest of their lives until they can finally bury and go and grieve at some cemetery or some site and, and, and at least begin to move forward. So many of them are stuck on September 12, 2001. And, um, I think I felt a little bit of that this year for the first time. Well, you know, for most of the world, Lieutenant Keegan, and I, and I say this because I shared I shared uh, an experience I had on uh, on September 11th. Um, I'm from New York City, but on that day I was not in New York City. I was actually in California, and I shared an experience where um, being clearly across the country at that particular day, people were stunned by the event, but as we traveled, because we could not fly for several days thereafter, we rented a car to drive back home, and as we drove up the coast, what we noticed, both myself and my best friend, who's also from New York, uh, what we noticed was that the level of, of connection and attachment to that event sort of dwindled over the days. But when I returned to New York City, it's a very different event, having experienced Ground Zero, having experienced that story within a hundred mile radius from the actual event. There is a different energy, a different connection, 
and something that has changed the lives of millions forever, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I, I think that it's, um, as somebody had pointed out to me, that being down at the World Trade Center, working there, was the difference between looking at a picture of the beach and being on the beach. Um, you know, in a picture you don't uh, smell the ocean, you don't feel the wind in your hair, the heat of the sun, and the sound of the waves. And if you can't feel that, you can't relate to the picture. And uh, I think that's how so many um, people outside of our area, uh, unfortunately, that's where they were. And But it wasn't as if they didn't have empathy for us, because the outpouring of love from this entire country, and to a significant extent from around the world, was what sustained us during those nine months, knowing that, you know, on September 12th, the love that sprung from that hate that created the Trade Center um, site was what was defeating it, was what was picking us up off our knees. So although maybe people, yeah, you're right, they didn't have that same exact connection, I think every American felt it in some way. And if you move within 100 miles of the World Trade Center, I don't know many people who hadn't been personally touched. You know, it's like throwing a stone into a, a lake. You know, those ripples hit all shores. And that's how it was here. You know, you either knew somebody's brother-in-law who was killed or someone's cousin that was killed or a kid, somebody who you had gone to high school with. Somebody you knew was directly affected by the World Trade Center. You know, directly affected in, in a way that most of us can't truly uh, understand from where we sit. And yet, at some level, we're very grateful for people like yourself that have said, uh, you know, this is a, a story that I need to tell. And you sat down and you wrote um, the book closure, and you've taken your story and conversation out across the world. So let's let our listeners know a little bit about the book, uh, the contents of it, and, and what sets this book apart, because the story you tell is a story that no one else really is telling. Well, that's why I wrote it. Um, as we were working down at the site and as we, uh, when we left the site, our responsibilities were great. And during that time, none of us had any time to even collect our thoughts, never mind write them down. And I had seen many articles and I had seen books come out. That just didn't do it justice because the people who wrote the books were not there. They came down and interviewed people, but they weren't there. They, some of them even had a point of view that they were trying to get across that maybe came from a publisher, you know, expressing what they would like to see the book like, and they squeezed in context of conversations into that idea. And we were disappointed in, in, in the, um, the clarity of those and, and, the, and the personal um, stories of, of those books. Well, and, you know, let's do this. Let's hold this thought for one minute because we've got lots to talk about about this book. Um, let's take a short break, Dr. Uh, Lieutenant Keegan, and when we come back, we're going to be getting into uh, not only the, the details of your experience, but the heart and the soul of it. Uh, let's take a short break from the Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back with Lieutenant Keegan, and you're going to be hearing a story that you've never heard before. We'll be right back with the show. Goodbye, dear. 
Is your soul searching for more? Are you ready for greater spiritual enlightenment? CMS, the College of Metaphysical Studies, is the planet's largest source of metaphysical and spiritual growth. CMS, the leader in the field of metaphysical studies, is dedicated to the service of humankind, offering distance learning courses and free resources. Follow your spiritual path and join the great adventure at cms.edu. That's cms.edu. Can living intentionally really help you achieve your dreams? Tune in to the Dr. Pat Show to learn more about intentional living. Kristen Marie Sherline, founder of Affirmagy, will share tips for intentional living and provide powerful information on how to accomplish goals and achieve your dreams. For more information on Kristen Marie Sherline and her company, Affirmagy, visit Affirmagy.com. Because it's time to start living an intentional life. Contrary to popular belief, having a baby is not always a happy, glowing experience. Many women develop a variety of mood problems, most often depression. Thankfully, there are many options available to heal or prevent this debilitating condition. Dr. Shoshana Bennett is shining a light on postpartum depression right here on the Dr. Pat Show. So tune in and find out how to help someone you love. For more information about postpartum depression, visit postpartumdepressionhelp.com. Come to Tampa and meet more than 30 of your favorite Hay House authors in person. Get inspired by Wayne Dyer. Discover the message of Abraham from Esther and Jerry Hicks. Learn what makes your body tick from Dr. Mehmet Oz and more at the I Can Do It conference October 11th through the 14th in Tampa. Come for a day or spend the weekend. Tickets as low as $75. Visit ICanDoIt.net to reserve your space today. You know the secret, but you still have questions. Explore life's deeper meaning. See One the Movie, now available on DVD. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Now, the film phenomenon that has been transforming hearts across the world is available online at OneTheProject.com. I encourage you to experience this incredible movie for yourself and uncover the riches of your soul today. Spend a day of enlightenment and healing for the body, mind, and spirit with John Holland and Brian Weiss in Journey of the Soul. In this fascinating workshop, explore spiritual mediumship with John Holland and let Brian Weiss open the doors into the realm of past life regression. See John Holland and Brian Weiss in Seattle on September 30th. Space is limited, so order now at hayhouseevents.com. No shirt, no shoes, no problem. Come as you are. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I am so thrilled to be here with Lieutenant William Keegan. And as I said before, he has written an incredible book about the untold story of 9-11. He's joining us here today, years after the event, to give us an update, to bring us to this place where we can see exactly what's going on and to have a conversation 
about what was truly the untold story, the countless number of people that to this day um, are suffering uh, illnesses that can't even be described, actually. And so today's show is to give everyone an update, um, not only from 9-11, but from the point of time where he has written the book. Lieutenant Keegan, thank you so much for joining the show today. I mean, I can only imagine how difficult this journey is for you. Some people would say, oh, well, six years later, you should pretty much be over it. But they weren't there, were they? No, you, you don't get over these types of things. You try to learn to live with it. And uh, it was one of the reasons why writing the book uh, helped me sort of catalog some of my emotions and retell these stories over and over again in my mind as I was writing. And it, it helped me put things into perspective. And uh, in talking to other people, uh, when I would ask them questions about an incident maybe we shared, you know, getting their uh, take on things and what they were thinking about really uh, really was uh, enlightening to me and, and has helped me. And that's what I wanted the reader to do. I wanted it to make it a very personal book. I wanted a reader to be able to crawl into my skin and see it from my eyes, to hear it from my ears, to feel it from my heart, to see how my family reacted, how our neighbors reacted, how um, our family reacted, and how supportive they were to us. And I wanted them to see, first of all, what incredible bravery and courage was displayed on September 11th by so many of my colleagues and very close friends that went into those burning buildings and pushed people out in probably what was the most successful evacuation of a skyscraper ever. And, you know, to think about that courage, is just, it's just it was an honor for me to walk amongst them trying to recover them. I also wanted to give the family members that survived, I wanted to give them a picture of the extent we went to, the dangers we faced in order to try to make them feel a little bit better. We knew we were never going to be able to make them feel good, but we thought we could make them feel a little bit better. And that was our sacred mission. And I know that every man, woman, whether they be in the Port Authority Police Department, the New York City Police Department, EMS, or if they were FDNY or, or a construction worker, that was our singular mission, and everyone bought into it, which was why we were so successful in doing what we did in such a safe way. Remember, we did not have one loss of life of a rescue recovery worker. Given 1.8 million tons of steel thrown together like pickup sticks, where you didn't even know if the ground you were walking on was solid, to think that the professionalism and the training of all of these people led us to the point where we didn't lose any more life is just extraordinary. It is extraordinary beyond anything we can ever imagine. Um, and, you know, seeing you on the History Channel recently and actually getting that re reminder again of what that was like was really an eye-opener. And the thing that, for me, I, I am struck by is the fact that there's still more to do here. You know, we're not, you and I are not having this conversation because we just don't have anything else to talk about. We're having this conversation because there is an ongoing call to action. And I wanted to hear from you, since you wrote the book, what you believe the status is and what the number one issue is right now regarding uh, the events of 9-11. Well, there are two outstanding issues, and number one is to make sure that the families who have not recovered uh, 
any remains or maybe even personal effects, that the DNA process go forward and that the city make available any resources that it may be able to call to bear to in order to make the families feel as if someone has looked out for them and are trying to do everything they can to identify what remains we do have left. The second thing, and, and it's very close and dear to me because it, it deals with myself and my family and my um, fellow rescue recovery workers, both in the police, fire, and construction, people are getting sick. Fact of the matter. When we went into that toxic environment, we knew what we were going into. I have to laugh sometimes when people try to blame Christine Todd Whitman for saying the air was clear. Look, I'm a professional. I didn't need Christine Todd Whitman to tell me whether the air was good or bad. I knew it was bad. And so did everybody else that went on that pile. But that's what we do. It's our nature. It's not just what we do for a living. We go where bullets are flying. Firemen run into burning buildings. We're always running towards danger. We're doing a dangerous job. We signed on for it. We get paid for it. We do it because that's who we are. And when we walked onto that pile with the fires burning below us with plastic and asbestos and, and mercury and, and rugs and, and desks and computers and phones all burning because we didn't find any, we knew that it wasn't good. We, coming back now six years later, didn't realize how bad it was, maybe. We didn't quite maybe understand because we were so wrapped up in trying to rescue people and then recover people. Maybe we didn't completely understand the consequences. Or maybe we didn't care. But now, six years later, we're saying to ourselves, wait a minute, what's going to happen to me? But more importantly, what's going to happen to my family? And what we're seeing is, is those early sinusitis and bronchitis and trouble breathing and some asthma and using Advair and, and, and medications and, and antibiotics and, and aspirins to help solve some of our problems have now evolved into colitis and it's involved into cancers and people now who can't breathe, they can't walk upstairs. People who used to be runners can barely walk around the corner. So what we're seeing now, just six years later, people who were completely healthy on September 10th, 2001, who worked down there for any significant amount of time or maybe just on that day and breathed in that smoke are having significant health problems. Now, if the city had said to us prior, look, we can't spend this fortune to be prepared for every possible thing that might go wrong, fine. I understand that. But you know what? If something does happen like that, you better be prepared to make the people you send in there unprepared. You better be prepared to make them whole. You better be able to take care of their families. And that's what we think we're asking for. You know, see... We don't want to come off as like, oh, look, we're whining or we didn't know or this and that. No. If you're going to ask people to go do what you've asked us to do and we do it as well as we do, and you know what? Let's throw in the soldiers who go over to the military. They're no different than us. The same thing for them. If you're going to ask men and women to do that, then you got to take care of them. You know, going back to the Greek civilizations, one of the uh, great thinkers back then said, 
when he saw the Greek army coming home and they didn't have their wounded with them. So where are the wounded? So we couldn't get yeah. out. We had to run away. They said that was the end of their civilization. When you do not take care of the people who take care of you, the decline of a civilization. I don't see that in America. I saw how America responded after September 11th, and I know that if America knows about these issues and sees that there is a solution, they will tell their representatives, take care of these people, because that's what America does. That is what America does, and that's why we're having this show today, because this country was based on that kind of, as my friend uh you know, uh, John Goddard would say, gumption. I mean, this is what we have here. The issue has always been, Lieutenant Keegan, and the issue we're addressing today is not a question of whether or not at some level people will step up. It's a question of getting the truth uh, out there. Uh, I had an interview with Dr. Timothy Brantley the other day who uh, from New York City who his passion and mission is to help people, uh, the folks in New York City, become and restore their health and well-being. But it may not be the traditional methods or modalities that we know about. And so this is the conversation we're going to have when we come back from break. The question is, is, are we ready to provide the kind of solution, regardless of whether it's conventional or not, are we willing to provide it so that people can get well? you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think that I can speak to having gone through both. I can speak to um, the normal sort of medical practices that are try to address these needs, and I also have gone outside of those uh, normal practices and have received very good results from a particular process that I feel almost a 1,000 workers now at no cost have received the same benefit I have from this detoxification process that uh, is purely natural and has no bad side effects. Well, let's talk about that when we come back from break because I personally was in New York City at the detox center. I got to speak with people, people whose skin were falling off, and talk to them about how in a 30-day process they were they were recovering. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. MyBrothersKeeper.biz, an autism resource website that is reaching out every day to help families around the globe, providing guidance, motivation, and inspiration. Whether your connection to autism is through a child or student, join in on a journey into the wonderful world of autism. Autism affects about 1 out of 165 children, and awareness is lagging behind. So visit and help change the world, one child at a time, at mybrotherskeeper.biz. And listen to the interviews on The Dr. Pat Show. Find out how you can use the power of words in clothing to change your world. Tune in to The Dr. Pat Show to learn all about Creo Mundi, a unique brand that's going to rock this planet. Utilizing the frequencies and positive words on the inside of clothing, Creo Mundi can really help you create your own universe and tap into the law of attraction. Like attracts like at creomundi.com. C-R-E-O-M-U-N-D-I. That's creomundi.com. 
The Empowerment Partnership, empowering the lives of thousands of people around the world just like you. Their mission is to empower you with an understanding of what makes you and others tick and to teach you the tools and techniques that will unlock your hidden gifts. The Empowerment Partnership, whatever you think you are, you're more than that. To learn more, call 1-800-800-MIND or go to NLP.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive a special discount. Zenspiration Gardens are unlike any floral product you'll find on the market. Your personalized garden is prepared in a beautifully crafted keepsake box filled with plants, flowers, candles, and spiritual icons. Giving a Zenspiration Garden is the perfect way to express love, friendship, congratulations, or any other heartfelt message or inspiration. They ship nationwide, so contact Zenspiration Gardens at 619-972-1076 or zen-opolis.com. Do you dream of helping to create a more vibrant, healthy world? Study a healthcare method that is gentle, safe, and effective. Homeopathy has been the choice of progressive doctors and other holistic healers and their patients for over 200 years. Its success in major epidemics worldwide is well documented. Contact the Homeopathic Community School of Seattle at homeocommunityschool.com or call Lucy at 425-672-4485. How would your life be different if you had the guidance of a psychic intuitive, medium, or energy healer? How exciting would it be to discover your own inherent spiritual gifts of intuition and wisdom? Find out when you tune in to SAGE, Spirit, Angels, and Guides Entertainment, Fridays at noon on KKNW 1150 AM and streaming live at sageradioshow.com. Call in and speak with the SAGEs and receive guided insight for your life. Don't just imagine the possibilities, live them. Independent programs, independent voices, independent ideas. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. And you know what? I want to make sure that this is just not between myself and Lieutenant Keegan. I want to invite the listeners to call in. As a matter of fact, I think we've got a couple of books we're going to give away for those of you that call in with comments and questions. I mean, this is Lieutenant Keegan, an individual that will be able to answer your questions. Um, Let's open up that phone line, 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. You will not be able to put this book down. It's just not going to happen. Uh, Lieutenant Keegan, I want to thank you again for, uh, for joining us here. And I want to say that, you know, your role in the special that was on the History Channel was absolutely phenomenal. Bobby and I, we could not believe the extent to which you were right there on, right there on the front line and here you are today not somebody just sitting on you know your thumbs waiting for something to happen you're bringing out a powerful message and so I wanted to talk with you about six years later what is going on with the with the people the survivors the people in the neighborhood um, the police department the fire department people that yeah you like you said 
They were running marathons on September 10th and can hardly walk around the block. What are we doing to help them? Is there a solution? Well, unfortunately, this level of, of exposure is not been uh, seen too often around the world. Uh, you, um, uh, the Russian nuclear um, problem that they had was one of those exposures that they look at. Uh, but there hasn't been a lot of it. And uh, what happened with us is, is that I thought, um, having worked there for nine months, six to seven days a week, 12 hours a day, as my colleagues and the police that work with me and many of the firefighters and NYPD, we thought that when we left the site that we would start feeling better. I had already been through three or four rounds of antibiotics for sinusitis and bronchitis. I couldn't talk at the end of my 12-hour tour anymore. I was having difficulty sleeping, and it wasn't because I was having nightmares. That's the first thing people, well, you must have had some nightmares seeing what you saw. Well, maybe, but I couldn't breathe at night. Every morning I woke up, it took me a good half hour to an hour just to be able to breathe through my nose. I had to take a shower and let steam get in there and loosen things up, and then I had to blow my nose for how long, and I had to put Vicks Vapor Rub up my nose. And this was sort of a routine I started going through when I left the site. And I, I figured, well, in a couple of months I'll feel better. Well, unfortunately, in a couple of months I didn't feel better because this is an insidious exposure. It doesn't leave your body. It stays there, and it keeps getting rerouted through your organs. And it saturates those organs, and it collects bacteria. And constantly you I had like a golf ball-sized um, swelling that would come up on the left side of my face. I had trouble swallowing. I had acid reflux like you wouldn't believe, just out of the blue. I had friends of mine having diverticulitis, having parts of their intestines taken out that had never been sick a day in their lives. I found out, you know, because you think that, well, I breathed this stuff into me. Well, it's not just breathing, it's the swallowing. But it's even worse than that. The perspiration on those September days, working so close to the fires, exchanging perspiration with toxins. The pulverizing of the cement and the glass making those little shards of glass so small that we were taking them in and now they're in your lungs. Taking in that cilia that once was mortar. And on, on that were all of these toxins. So I thought I was going to start feeling better. And the first anniversary on September 11th, I, I wasn't feeling much better. And I said, well, I'll give myself a little more time. And I started going to doctors and they started giving me more and more medications to fight what I found out to be only the symptoms. They weren't making me better. They were masking the symptoms so I could live with the symptoms. And I wound up, you know, starting out with three or four medications, and I wound up going to eight or nine, and I wound up with 12 medications. It was getting worse. And what happens is it plays on you mentally, and you start feeling as if I'm never going to get better. What, what has happened to me? Am I only ever going to be the shadow of the person I once was? When am I going to play with my kids? When am I going to feel like getting up off this couch? When is my wife going to stop looking at me like I'm a jerk? When am I going to hold up my end, going to work and not feeling like working? I mean, it's not good for a police officer to have a short temper. And this was what we started going through, and we started looking at each other and talking to each other, going, what's going on here? 
I gave myself a year, and I started to hear about this new process. And to be honest with you, I thought a couple of the fire chiefs were in AA because they, they, they were talking about, you know, being on the program. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I said, and they said they couldn't have any beer because they were on the program. And I said, oh, Jesus, these guys are in AA. Yes. You know, so that's how bad it's gotten. They're in AA. Oh, my goodness, you know. And so I said, and so finally I said, wait a minute, what, what are you talking about program? Because it wasn't making sense. And they go, oh, no, there's this new detoxification process. They give it to you for free. I said, what's that about? I said, it's all about sauna and vitamins and exercise. I said, really? And they go, yeah, 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 it's really working. A lot of the guys in the firehouses are going through it. It really works. You feel like I'm, I think you're kidding me, right? And it seems so Californian to us New York. Oh, totally. I mean, you know, New York, <laughs> Come on, take I mean, it. we're in New York. When somebody says, uh, you know, I mean, let, let's let's try to get people a sense of this. You know, we're talking about New Yorkers, and I put myself back, you know, in New York before I was doing radio shows. Somebody would have said to me, "Listen, we've got this program, and we're going to put you in a sauna and on an exercise bike and throw a few vitamins at you." What, you know, I can only imagine what a New York reaction might be to that. Except if you're really at your, the end of your rope, where nothing else is working. You put your finger right on it, doctor. That's exactly what it was. I listened to them, and I put it in the back of my head and sloughed it off. But I wasn't getting any better. And here I am coming up on the year anniversary from when I left the site, and I'm worse off today than I was a year ago. And I finally went into the doctors. I said, look, look at this piece of paper. This is the detoxification process. They're giving away for free. Is this worth it? Each doctor said, a variation of the same thing. We don't think it's going to help you. We don't think it works. But you know what? It can't hurt you. As soon as I heard that it couldn't hurt me, I, I got to try it. I got to do something. So then I marched in to see Jim Woodworth, the president of the detoxification uh, project, and I listened to him, and to be honest with you, when I listened to Jim Woodworth, he had my head spinning with all of the knowledge he had, and I said, boy, this guy really is from California, and I don't think this is going to work. But you know what? Uh, let me give it a shot. I'm here. <laughs> I really did. I, I had no confidence at all that any of this stuff was going to work. But you know what? At least I could prove that it doesn't work, and I could go tell other people, don't even bother. It's, it's, it's garbage. Well, I went through the first day very, very quiet, and believe me, I, I was still very sick, even emotionally. I just didn't want to bother with people. Didn't go outside of myself, wasn't feeling well. The first day I just went through one-word answers, did what I had to do. And first of all, let me just say that they give you a complete physical so that they have all the baselines in place. There's a board-certified doctor at the uh, detox center. Then they, they give me niacin, which you can feel right away, makes you beat red and starts to get your blood going. Then they ask you to exercise as much as you can for 20 minutes, 30 minutes to get that cardio going. Then they put you into a sauna for an hour and a half to two hours in 20-minute intervals. But what they give you going in is a big jug of water, potassium, and sea salt. Why do they give you that? Well, the fact is, is that if your body has those materials in it, it will keep perspiring. And when you keep perspiring, you are moving things out of your body. One of the things that this detox, um, one of the assumptions it's under is, is that the body doesn't recognize these foreign materials and stores it in your fatty 
because of that, it never actually leaves your body and just keeps coming up and giving the same infections and giving you the same problems. This is a way of getting it out of your body. They give you that, you sweat like crazy. They, then they give you oils. They give you calcium, magnesium, give you vitamins to replace all of the good things that you need in your body. They help you sleep with vitamins. If you have acid reflux really bad, they give you enzymes. Everything is natural. Take some raw vegetables. Eat these. Well, after about the third day of going through this, I started to feel better. You know how I knew how? I started talking to people. I started coming outside of myself. I started breathing better. I started sleeping better. Well, let me ask you this question because this is something that I have been stunned by. Uh, and I'm going to ask you this question, and we'll probably uh, need to address it when we come back. Most of the people that are like you, to even think about getting on a bicycle or an exercise machine for 20 minutes, um, it, it, it's, it, it's a stretch to even think about it. But my question for you is, and I want you to answer this when we come back from break, how did you physically shift in terms of what you can do from an exercise perspective in a week's time? That's the question because this is really what I'm blown away by. And I want to also say that on Wednesday, there was a presentation to the Congress by Dr. Philip Olandrigan, and some of the information that was provided, even today, about people between April of June this year, 2,300 patients, the information they provided will blow you away, and we'll talk about that when we come back from break as well. Okay, Lieutenant William Keegan is my guest today. Wait till you hear how this process is working and how absolutely phenomenal it is. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back after this short break. Looking for the perfect way to connect with your children all year long? Give your entire family the gift of heartfelt conversations through the magic of Carla Miller's Seeds of Discovery books. Each Unbound book is a unique interactive experience with simple life lessons for all children and adults. Lighthearted, colorful illustrations attract the attention of children and stimulate interactions with adults. Visit SeedsOfDiscovery.com or call 1-888-426-1632 for more information. Take control of your health and wellness with the natural and modern way. Don't just treat symptoms, eliminate the cause. Hundreds of people report improved health and wellness using Rife Frequency Technology. BioSolutions is the most effective Rife instrument we've experienced. Customer satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. For more information, call BioSolutions toll-free at 866-885-6625. That's 866-885-6625. Cancer and stroke are now the greatest threats to life. But there's no need to suffer the side effects of pharmaceuticals or harmful treatments. Whether a patient does or does not wish to use traditional methods, there is a totally non-toxic alternative product, PolyMVA. PolyMVA has been effective with both stroke and cancer for over 10 years. To find out more, call 866-991-9942 or visit polymva.com. 
Karen Ramsey of RamseyInvesting.com has been a certified financial planner for over 20 years. Ramsey Investing provides balanced, smart investment management to a broad range of people through the online web service RamseyInvesting.com. They are fee-only managers who do not sell financial products. They invest your money for you, track it, and make adjustments as needed. You don't have to worry if you're in the right investments or not. That's their job. Visit RamseyInvesting.com. Genesis Today, a world leader in 100% pure therapeutic juices with absolutely nothing added except pure goodness. Genesis Today harnesses thousands of years of ancient healing wisdom for your benefit. We don't sell products. We offer complete nutritional building programs which encourage health on all levels. Genesis Today, combining age-old tradition medicines with modern-day science. Visit us today at GenesisToday.com. That's GenesisToday.com. Let go of past trauma, fears, and negative beliefs. Attract exactly what you want in life and release the energetic blocks and imbalances which are keeping you from living the life of your dreams. Internationally known master clairvoyant and intuitive guide Carrie O'Connor has the unique ability to read your energy field and just like a tuning fork, raise your vibrational level so that you can attract what you truly desire in life. Visit CarrieO'Connor.com for more information and for interview dates on the Dr. Pat Show. That's CarrieO'Connor.com. There's nothing else like it on the dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Let the sheep jump through your Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Um, I want to mention to everyone that my guest today, Lieutenant William Keegan, is here to bring a very powerful message. Six years after 9-11, uh, there are thousands and thousands of people still suffering without much solution. Today we're talking about solution. Um, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Keegan, thank you for joining the show today. You know, let's get back to that question I asked you because I think it is important to have people understand that there is a solution, yet there is no funding for the solution, and this is what's crazy to me. So let's talk about your journey as well as the folks that were able to experience the detox center. Yeah, what, what had happened is after about the fourth day of doing this, um, I started to feel better and better. And at what was a problematic journey for me from central Jersey into Manhattan and took three hours a day, and I never thought I'd sustain that because it's just too much time uh, to put into this. By the fourth day, I couldn't wait to come back because I felt like every day I was going to feel better. It's an old book written by an old quarterback called Joe Namath. He won't like being called old, but it was when I was a kid. And in his book, he said, I can't wait till tomorrow because I get better looking every day. And it sort of was that way with me. I couldn't wait till the next day to go through the detox because I was feeling better and better each and every day. And I wound up staying there for 17 days. And when I left and they took the blood when I finished, not only was I looking better, presenting better, breathing better, exercising more, and remember, you exercise every day. I never thought I was going to be able to do that. I never thought I was going to be able to take, ride a bike or, or run for 20 minutes every day. But it, there I was, and I was doing it. And my skin felt like a baby's skin, and my eyes were clear, and I was breathing again. And I didn't have to take the Pepsids and the Tums and the Rolaids for my acid reflux. And I started feeling better. And 
when I left, my wife saw it. That's one of the key things. See, these things don't just happen to an individual. There are people who love me. It happens to them, too. They're watching me deteriorate. So not only do these things help a person, they help a community. And that's what we have to remember. There's so many people who are directly affected by this. And so many of the people that I, that I was down with, I mean, some of the people would wipe their faces with the towels. Now, there was a couple of times where I had like a yellowish tint to the towel once it dried. But there were people down there who had almost like a purplish, which was the metals that were coming out of their body. Not only was the benzene and all the fuel and, and, and all of the plastics coming out, but there was actually metal coming out of their bodies. And you could smell it in the soreness. You could smell the different things coming out of people's bodies. And you saw people getting better. You saw when they first walked in, say it was my fourth or fifth day, you'd see somebody brand new coming in. And the first thing they were, hey, this, this stuff work? They go, yeah, it works. Believe me, you're going to see it works. And they'd be sitting there doubting it. Then you'd see them changing over the course of the next few days. And they'd be talking to somebody else. I feel better. This is what happened to me. Why it's not being funded, I, it's because I think it's outside of, of the medical mainstream. I don't think people want to admit that this may actually work, number one. Number two, there's a lot of litigation going on. And I don't think that anybody in a government role, federally, state, or local, want to participate in this because then they may be admitting that they have some responsibility towards or or culpability or liability towards the illnesses and there's this litigation and if they're afraid that if they do that it may cost them billions of dollars well i mean you know you know let's talk about this for a minute because you know this is the kind of stuff that makes me a little bit crazy and you know, the very simply way, simple way to get around the litigation is to have people sign a document, a waiver. Now, maybe I'm simplistic or call me ignorant about the law process, but I knew that when I left, you know, the telephone company and I took a compensation package, I signed a document that said that I would not sue them uh, for age discrimination. So in all of the things that we can do to prevent litigation, I mean, don't you think we could come up with a solution, or is this just smoke? Well, Dr. Pat, there is a solution, and, and it's the same one they used in regards to the families. They knew that all the families would be suing the airlines, the city, and everybody around. So what did they do? They instituted a crime victims board run by Mr. Feinberg, and it ran beautifully. Now, all the families weren't happy with it in the beginning, having to put a cost analysis on the loss of their loved ones. Let's face it, that is not something anybody wants to do. But the fact of the matter is those families were able to, to to the best of their abilities, move a little bit away because they weren't waiting around and being deposed and going through all the legal system. So they were given a financial package, and at least they knew where they stood. The same thing could be done here. Those families signed a piece of paper saying, I will not sue, if they were to open a crime victims board again and compensate workers by saying to them, we will give you health insurance, we will pay for clear body, clear mind, detoxification process, I think people would sign off. Are you going to take care of me and my family? Yes, I'll sign.
mind. I'm not looking to be a millionaire. I'm looking to feel better. I'm looking to breathe. That's right. You know, I'm looking to be the father to my kids I was on September 10th, 2001. I'm looking to be the husband to my wife that I was on September 10th, 2001. Please, help me just be the man I used to be. And we're not looking to be millionaires, and we're not whining crybabies, and we're not complainers. And that's what really these, this denial by a lot of the officials that somehow the illnesses we're feeling today aren't a result of the work we did, it just exacerbates the situation. And it's wrong. And I think the people know it's wrong. So let's get to some solution. Everybody knows the situation's wrong. Let's get us all into this detoxification program. Let's get let's clean the guys out. Let's get them their health insurance. And if they need to do it five years from now or ten years from now, let's do it again for them. This is all contained in the book Clear Body, Clear Mind. It is a process that works. There's almost a thousand workers who have gone to, through it with no cost to them. This is all privately funded through fundraising efforts of some really nice people. And all they're trying to say is, we think we have a process that works. It's outlined in the book, Clear Body, Clear Mind. This is the New York Detoxification Project. It's for rescue workers and residents of downtown New York. These are the types of programs we need. It's not just treating the symptoms. It's trying to get to the root cause of what's making us sick. Well, you know, that's what we talk about on this show. Uh, you know, let's give out some website information. Let's give out some phone numbers so that people that have never heard of this before at least have a place to go so that they can find out more and can pick up the phone and find out how they can get on a wait list, whatever it is that, you know, folks want to do. Let's give them some information. Yeah, that's the nydetox.org, and, uh, or they could go to clearbodyclearmind.com, and they will get all the information they need on both of those websites. If, if someone wanted to pick up my book, they could go to closure911.com. And that will take you to Amazon. But it's well, very important that people look at that website at New York Detox um, because it is a really good program that would help tens of thousands of people that uh, could really use it. How can we help you? How can our listeners help um, support what you're doing? Well, you know, I mean, the easy thing is to say that they should write letters to their representatives and ask them, what are they doing? for the workers down here. Because, see, it's in my neighborhood today, but it could be your neighborhood tomorrow. And the fact of the matter is, is think of it this way. Who, because we're all in unions right across the country, who will respond to the next incident if they see how they treat the people who responded to this incident? You don't believe, do you, that people are going to be rushing in to get sick again seeing that they sort of use this as disposable tools. That's not going to well, work. It's something that people have to realize that it can it can be in their neighborhood next time, and that's why we need to take care of each other. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lieutenant Keegan, for 
uh, an incredible show today. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in. And, uh, and you're, each of us is a lot smarter right now. Again, a call to action. I want to thank you so much. I know firsthand that this worked. Um, and I want to thank you for taking your message out into the world. Well, thank you, Dr. Pat. Thank you for having me. And thanks, Benny, for pushing all the right buttons. For those of you listening today, go out and make yourselves a great day. We'll see you right back here next time. Oh, my knees. Oh, I beg, I beg and